I am Dr. Barbara Kiel, and some clients of mine prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. And to be honest, I quite like it. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast that is born out of mental health efficacy. I believe in the power of intention, and my intention for this podcast is to educate whoever wishes to listen, and to make a paradigm shift in how we perceive mental illness. I also believe mental health education is key, and that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is to invest. In your own mental health. Let's face it, we all need to learn how our minds work, and have the skills to deal with life's ups and downs. And more importantly, let us strengthen our ability to better connect with and support each other. Strong, empathetic. Nurturing and caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Let us set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart. And close your eyes, unless you're driving or operating heavy machinery. Take a deep breath in, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. So take another deep breath in, and exhale out loud. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Welcome. A number of you emailed me and asked, "How would you know whether you are experiencing narcissistic relationship?" So, ask and ye shall get. If you are concerned that you might be in a narcissistic relationship with your partner, spouse. Or even a close friend. Here are fifteen signs to see, and a few questions you need to answer for yourself. Number one: Do you feel like you are being used? Well, a common symptom of being in a narcissistic relationship is that more often than not, you feel like you are being used. You might feel like you are underappreciated by your partner. Or that they use you as their step up. 
This is so common in narcissistic relationships because a narcissist's number one priority is themselves. Nothing else even comes close. This means they will always make sure they are okay and they will do whatever it takes to feel good about themselves. But they won't go to those same extremes for anyone else unless they know that there is something beneficial to them. Then it's a different story. Let me give you an example. Let's say you are sick in bed. Since they lack empathy, they don't really want to look after you, but they feel obliged because if they don't, what would others think of them? Remember, they want accolades from other people, right? So, in other words, they are caring for you because they want others to perceive them as loving, caring. Partner, friend, or even a relative. Now, mind you, you are not going to find that out until much later. Maybe if they had to look after you the second time or third, their true colors will definitely come out by then. Or maybe you have a special request. And since the caring is not genuine, they will show you they are a little bit irritated by your special requests. You see, this often will leave the other partner feeling used, because essentially they are being used. Number two, do you feel like they overvalued you at first, and then you? Become undervalued. By this, I mean, did they at first treat you like the world revolved around you? They send you excessive love messages, showering you with expensive gifts, and send you flowers for no good reason. Now, the key word here is excessive. Did they make you feel like you were really special? Then after a while, did this change? Did they start to treat you like they were doing you a favor by appeasing to your needs? These are all common occurrences in a narcissistic relationship. Specifically for an overt narcissist, they surround themselves with people they consider to be special and above the rest. But over time, these people disappoint the narcissist, as it's impossible to live up to their shining standards. Once you have disappointed them, you become much less interesting to them, for sure. Number three, did they get under your skin? Now, overt narcissists convey a huge amount of confidence, overconfidence, that is. Far more than the average person would dare to have, and because of this, it can be easy for them to get under your skin. If a person conveys that much confidence, and if we don't know that that's a possible red flag, then it tricks your brain into wanting to find out why they have this high sense of self-pride, particularly when the narcissist. Is having a job interview. This is how narcissists work. They trick people into thinking they are brilliant. They make people want to get to know them, 
and they make sure the world revolves around them. If you recall the conversation I had with my colleague, Mr. Dirk Wilner, in episode sixty-two, and that's exactly what we are referring to. Number four: Do they spend a lot of time at the gym? Okay, not every gym addict is a narcissist. However, you can normally pick out those who are. The narcissist doesn't go to the gym to keep fit. They go to make sure they look better than everybody else. They will take any chance they get to show off their hard work, or biceps, or definitions. And if the situation doesn't arise, then they will make it happen. They will often bring up in conversation how many sit-ups they did, or how far they ran for, just so they can be complimented by the listener, and feel better about themselves. Ego stroking from others. Number five: Do they always turn the conversation onto themselves? Now that's a big one. Everyone likes to talk about themselves on the occasion, but a narcissist takes it to another level. It doesn't matter what you are talking about; they will always manage to turn the conversation onto them and their own issues. For example. Let's say your friend is going through a breakup. Your narcissistic partner won't ask your friend how they are doing. Instead, they will talk about a bad breakup that they had. If you are thinking about running a marathon for charity, then they won't ask you about that. They will instead think of something equally as awesome that they did. And they will tell you all about it. Number six: Do you feel like you have ever had their empathy? Now, this is a really good way of telling if you are in a narcissistic relationship or not, because a narcissist is incapable of empathy, and with the occasional empathy that they show, it is most likely cognitive empathy rather than. From the heart, it is no joke. They are incapable of putting themselves into anyone else's shoes, but their own. So, my audience, ask yourself this: the last big challenge you had to face, did your partner, good friend, family members support you through it? If the answer is no. Then there is a good chance you are in a narcissistic relationship. Let me give you an example. You are going back to school to upskill yourself. Your narcissistic partner or friend or family member may compliment how great they think you are in front of friends, but when you are alone. And wanting your partner or friend or family member to help you out with your studies, they turned their back or give you whatever reason that they are not able to assist you. So slowly, you discover there is a pattern that 
they tend to treat you differently when nobody's around. Watch out for this pattern, and I'm sure the next sign and question will bring you more clarity on this. Number seven: Are they always focused on themselves? Has your partner ever focused on something that didn't directly involve them? Have they ever reached out to help someone when there was nothing in it for them? If the answer is no, then you should know by now that you are most likely to be in a narcissistic relationship. With my earlier example, when you are in front of friends, your partner. Complimented how great they think you're wanting to upskill yourself and go back to school, and when nobody's around, you asked for help, and they deny you of that assistance simply because there is nobody watching. So there's nothing that benefits them. So why bother to do it? It definitely will benefit you, but not them, right? It's clear that there is nothing in it for them. That's how narcissists work. Bear in mind the question that they carry around with them. May it be conscious or unconscious? Is what is in it for me? The fact of the matter is that a narcissist only focuses on themselves. And if they do something for someone else, then it's because they are getting something in return. In other words, they give to take. Number eight: Does your partner seem picky about their friends? A narcissist, particularly for The、um, overt type of narcissist, they surround themselves with only people they think are worthy. In a way, they only become friends with people they deem special enough, and this means that they will be picky over the people they chose to spend their time with. You might find as well that all your partner's friends look up to them in a way that feeds your partner's ego. Number nine: How does your partner react to their pride being hit? To be honest, most people don't deal well with their pride being hit, but a narcissist can't deal with it at all. You see, underneath all the confidence that a narcissist spews out, there isn't a confident person. That's why they go such extremes to make sure. They surround themselves with people who stroke their ego, and that's why they always talk about themselves to protect themselves from the truth. In a way, they are trying to trick themselves into believing that they really are that great. Number ten: Has your relationship ever been threatened because of your partner's pride? Really, think about it. Think about all the arguments. That you have had with your partner, how many of them have been because you had stepped on your partner's pride? Perhaps you made a joke that they took offense to, or perhaps you might have told them that they did something wrong, 
or indeed you wanted to confront their maladaptive behavior and to set your boundaries. A narcissist needs to be around people who feed their egos. So if they find you not supplying them with the narcissistic supplies, with praise, agreements, accolades, attention, then they will feel there is no choice for them but to leave you. At first, they will pick fights by being defensive of any constructive criticisms you have about their maladaptive behaviors. And later on, it just drains your energy so much that you wish to throw in the towels. Or they discard you first. Number 11. Do they tend to take things further than most? Again, this is similar to the last question. When you argue with your partner or whoever is your narcissist, do they tend to take things further than you would? Are they always threatening to leave unless you see things from their side? Do they always make sure that you are left in the wrong? They always want and think that they are right. These are typical signs of a narcissist, and it is not healthy for a person to be made to feel wrong when they are not. And how they do that is by gaslighting you, and that's a form of psychological abuse. Number 12. Can your partner accept responsibility for things they have done? If your partner does something wrong, can they accept responsibility for it? Often, you will find with narcissists that they cannot accept when they are in the wrong. They are convinced that nothing is ever their fault. Therefore, they refuse to apologize, and if they do, it's superficial. They will twist and contort situations in any way they can to make sure that they escape the blame. To be honest, the scary thing is that they have been in denial for so long, they won't realize they are doing it. So to them, they really are the innocent party. All their effort is to protect their fragile ego and pathological inadequacy. So on that note, we are out of time. I will continue with the rest of the signs and questions next episode. So until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. You can find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com. D-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-A-K-I-A-O.com. Mm-hmm.